Hello and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridlin and I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas and in the state of Missouri. This is a podcast where we discuss everyday life struggles, trials, past traumas, and difficulties. And we find hope and meaning and most importantly, victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For today's topic, I've decided to talk about suffering. The reason I have decided and chosen this topic for today is because of the war that is going on in the Ukraine. It has been so sad and we feel so powerless and helpless to help those suffering at the hands of a ruthless evil leader that is ahead of the Russian country. It has been hard to sit back and observe and not be able to do anything besides pray and support financial relief efforts. These things seem so small in light of what's actually happening. And then I started thinking about suffering. And so today I want to talk about suffering in depth. Because as difficult as suffering is, and as hard as it is to see what and watch news channels and see what the Ukrainians are experiencing right now. I also have this one truth is that God is in control. Nothing happens to us that doesn't first go through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And in order for us to face suffering, there has to be some kind of eternal purpose that we can't understand in our earthly, human, finite minds. We can't comprehend why this is occurring right now. But one thing I've noticed as I have observed the clips and the news articles, the Facebook post from Ukrainians, is the way that they are standing up stronger and more confidently than probably ever before. I have seen like pictures where there are thousands and thousands and thousands of Ukrainians blocking their capital. I have seen people, women, who are like, I'm not leaving. I am staying here and I'm fighting for my country. I have seen Christians who are in the subway and instead of freaking out and allowing Satan to tell them all these horrible things, they're lifting their voices in unison to the Heavenly Father. Wow, that is a powerful scene. And so there's hope in our suffering. Even though none of us like to endure it, it 
as humans do not like to be uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, we like to have our comfort all the time. And when God moves us out of our comfort zone, that's when our true character arises. And that's what I have been so impressed with with the Ukrainians. They are more out of their comfort zone than they've ever been in their entire life. And their true character is shining through. They are fighting and putting up a fight for their freedom, for their rights to have freedom of religion and speech. And this has taken Putin off guard. He wasn't expecting it. He thought he'd come in and he'd just be able to take over the country with no hassle. And so this encourages me to see the way that the Ukrainians have stood up against evil and fought for their freedom. And a psalm that I have found comforting during this time as I'm observing and witnessing the cruelty and I heard somebody um, say this isn't a war, this is genocide. This is just killing innocent people with no thought about the sovereignty of life. And that's really sad. And so Psalm 84 is encouraging. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my God and my King, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs, the autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God then dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And as I read that, I see these images and of the Ukrainians praising God in the subways and in co like congregated together and how they are continuing to look to God for strength. It's quite powerful. But one thing that really stood out to me as I read this too is it says better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. 
I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And it reminded me of a time in my youth. And this isn't me comparing what I've been through at all to war. But this is a personal story that allows me to relate with the Ukrainians and their desperation and determination to fight for their freedom. So I think I've talked about my childhood quite a bit on my podcast, but it was a really rough childhood. It was highly abusive and dysfunctional. There was a lot of all my family members had addictions and mental illness and um, there was a lot of physical abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. It was really, really, really difficult growing up in an environment like that. And I felt trapped and I felt powerless as a little girl. Every day was a survival for me or at least I thought it was, because I never felt safe. And I moved out when I was 16, and I was living with a family from my church. And one of the things that my mom would continue to do is she was an emotional manipulator and a controller. And if she didn't get her way, she would do whatever she could to try to get her way. And I remember one particular time, like, she... Well, she would always like try to coerce me to coming to visit or to do whatever she wanted me to do. And I didn't like to visit because it was not a good place for me. I didn't mind meeting her um, at a restaurant or at a park or on a place where I felt safe, but I didn't feel comfortable going back to my childhood upbringing. And yet she would threaten me and say, if you don't come visit me, if you don't come spend the weekend with me, then I'm going to um, come and take you away from the people that you're living with and make you move home. And at the time she could because there was no, like, the people I lived with didn't have, they hadn't adopted me. They just had a legal agreement to be able to to take care of me during this time but if my mom put her foot down and said I had to come home then I had to come home and I knew this and so I was constantly until I turned 18 I had to constantly um, battle against this but one day she actually came to my house with a police officer and told me that I had to leave and I had to go home and the police officer said you have to go home She's your mother. You need to go home. Um, If you don't go home, you're considered a runaway. And I couldn't believe that I was facing this. I was in a safe place for the first time in my life. And my mother was trying to force me to come home. And I was doing well in school. I was doing well in life. I was working on bettering myself. And the police officer saw that I was quite distressed. And he said, well, how about this? We'll go to the police station um, and we'll try to sort through this. So the only time in my life that I rode in a police station and a police car was this day. We get to the police station and 
my mom is continuing to say I had to come home and they brought in a social worker and the social worker told me that I had to go home and I broke down and I'm like I can't go back I cannot go back like you don't understand I can't do it and the social worker saw the level of distraught that I was in and realized that whatever I was having to go back to was just definitely not good for me and therefore she said to me well if your mom says you can't stay with those people you don't have any choice the only other option is you can go to a girl's home and I don't know what that meant if it was like a, I don't know what it meant but I just said that's fine I will go to a girl's home but I can't go back and at that point when my mom realized that I wasn't going to go back, that I would choose to go to, I don't know if it was an, I don't know what they meant by a girl's home, but that I would go to some kind of girl's home before I would choose to come back. She finally relented and let me go back and live with the people that I was living with, that I was doing well with. And um, at that point, I knew I couldn't go back. I couldn't do it. Um, it wasn't that I was being um, disobedient or defiant. It was just the fact that I couldn't go back. Once you taste what it feels like to not be in bondage, and you get, and there's the scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when we get a taste of what it feels like to not live in fear, to not be entrapped and in bondage, it's powerful. And so that's why I can relate with the scripture and, um, and what the Ukrainians are experiencing right now. They know what it means. They know that as soon as Putin takes over their country, they lose their power. They lose their freedom. They will be controlled to the umpteenth degree. And um, I think that is just a powerful, powerful analogy that the Bible uses. Um, and this past week at my church, we sang a song called, I Won't Go Back in Choir. And the first time, I had never heard the song, and the first time I sang the song, I literally just like broke into tears. And the, I'm going to read the lyrics. It says, I've been changed, healed, freed, delivered. I found joy, peace, grace, and favor. I've been changed in the presence of the Lord. I've been healed, freed, and delivered. In your presence, Lord, I've found joy, peace, grace, and favor. And right now, right now is the moment today. Today is the day I've been changed. I've been changed. And I have waited. I have waited for this moment to come. So we say, I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. 
Say I won't. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. All my shame, they've been forgiven. No more chains. Fear, my past, is over. Say right now, right now in this moment, today, today is the day I've been changed. Come on someone, declare that I have been changed and I have waited. I have waited for this moment. This moment right here, I have waited all my life to come and I won't let it pass me by. So we say I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. I need somebody lift up your voices and declare I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. And what a powerful, powerful song this was. And then it goes on, and it's not in these lyrics that I'm looking at, but it says um, that God takes away our stress. He is our comfort. He is our healer. And I love the part where it says he takes away all our stress, all of our anxiety. And when I see those Ukrainians in that subway on the video, I've seen it several times. And I play it and I just think about, wow, they're doing exactly what God's called them to do. In the face of trial and tribulation, they're lifting their voices to Jesus. They are praising him. Let's face it. They, and I'm sure there are many who are angry with God who don't understand. And I have been there. Trust me. More times than I care to admit. But the ones that were. So many of them are lifting their voice. And they're praising. And they're praying. And they're drawing their strength. And their comfort. And their determination from the Lord. And that is powerful so very amazing to see what can happen when Jesus gets a hold of our heart and so I love that verse and so we're gonna go on and continue talking about suffering and so suffering friends when you see what's going on in the Ukraine and you see that they're not falling under pressure they're rising up victoriously it's the God of the angel armies that's going before them and giving them strength and power that Putin completely underestimated because Putin doesn't have Jesus. He's godless. And when, when Christ is involved and he becomes our strength, we can be victorious through him. Okay, and so I want to think about when we go through difficult times, like the summer, and I've talked about it on my podcast, we almost lost my daughter, like she got sick, and it was terrifying, and I had a lot of trauma to work through with that, um, but life happens, and difficult things, like as a child, I faced 
horrendous, horrible things that my kids can't even imagine what I went through as a child. Like, they're living in a whole different world than what I was raised in. But the fact is, we all are going to face trials and tribulations. And we have, we have some decisions to make. We can be angry. We can be negative. We can be mad at God. We can be mad at others. But it's not going to help. But what we need to do is remember that when we go through something difficult, Christ is for us and never against us. Okay, so James chapter 1 is one of my favorite scriptures of all times. And it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. It doesn't say if. It says whenever you face trials of many kinds. God already knew that we were going to face trials in our world. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect anything to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. That's one of my all-time favorite verses because it, it shows that there's hope in our suffering. There's hope in the trials that we endure. We never go through a trial haphazardly. God has a plan. He has a purpose. It's an eternal purpose that we can't even understand. We may come to see it in our present day earthly lives and sometimes we may not see it, but our children and our children's children will see it. So, we will all go through times of discomfort. God's purpose for our life requires a certain level of pain and hardship. Because without it, we never will need a Savior. We will never look to Him for strength and meaning and purpose. And so that's something I want you to hold on today as you're enduring some really difficult times. Because we're living in a really difficult time right now. Like, we're going through a pandemic, now a war, and cultural tensions that... I don't recall ever experiencing in my life. Like it is an all-time high. There's a lot of stress and there's a lot of fear. So what I want you to do today is whatever you're feeling is to, to do what God tells us to do. Come to me. Come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give you rest. These Ukrainians are finding hope and peace because they're reaching out to God in the midst of the most horrific and terrifying times of their life. And so today, I'm going to leave you with a final verse. 
It's Romans 8:28. All things work for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. I find that so comforting. If if you're going through anxiety, if you're living through depression, if you've lost a loved one, if you're facing unemployment, whatever you're going through in your life right now, I want you to look to heaven. I want you to look for God. And whatever you do, don't go back. I can't go back to the way things used to be when I lived in bondage. Because freedom, the freedom of Christ, there is nothing comparable. That's where my hope and my foundation lie. So, today, as you endure suffering, look to Jesus. Allow him to comfort and strengthen you. And let's all continue praying for the Ukrainians and that the God of angel armies will rise above and that Putin will continue to be shocked and stunned by the way that God is showing up in this situation. Blessings to you all. Have a great day. Bye.